mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan than actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? We're in Radio Stakhanov HQ. We're back home, baby. We've kind of I'm having a, stolen, a, a, borrowed A studios. bit of an existential crisis. We're in a room where there's no light. It's all just, the walls are just black. Yeah. It's soundproofed. It's terrifying. It's a studio and a kill room as well. We uh, kill a lot of people here. We render um, meat <laughs> so nobody can hear the screams. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. How, how are you? You all right? I'm not too bad. Uh, obviously, I'm back in the UK for a bit here with yep. you, Pete. Um, mm. It's not been a it's not been a good morning. Oh, Let me read out a comment. Oh, oh dear. Read out a comment I received oh, oh. from Quib. Oh. one hour ago. Yeah, it says, "Is it me or did Chris become fat again?" Wait, no, it doesn't. It says, "Is it me or did Chris became fat again?" So you can't even write it properly. So not only is it an insult, but it's grammatically it's in, incorrect. It's, in it's the worst kind English. of insult there is. <laughs> yes, apparently I'm fat again. <sighs> which is which is true. I released a video uh, just the other day, I think it was yesterday, mm. called 10 Things to Do in Tokyo around yep. Tokyo Station. And I haven't actually been in many videos this year because I'm still putting out videos from Journey Across Japan, yeah. Never Ending Cycle of Despair. Well, you did all of your filming which in like a couple of months, months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you did a couple of... And then you've just spent the last six months editing, really, I've spent the last six months sitting in a room, mm. one hand on my trackpad editing a video, mm. the other hand in a packet of biscuits. That's the thing Inevitably, <laughs> I'm going to be putting on weight. So... Yes, I am fat again. I'm probably more overweight now than I was when I cycled across Japan. The moral of the story is, if you want to lose weight, don't do anything. No. Don't make an effort. Just sit <laughs> in a room and just get on with it. But yeah, I've, I need to do another journey across how, Japan. How great did you get over the original one? Well, just don't film this one so you're not sat back in a studio to be, Yeah, to be honest, with your trackpad. Yeah, I mean, I did actually... You're a mouse man. That, that's a bit more movement on your arms. Mice. We don't use mice in or trackpads for the win. <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I did lose a bit of weight on the cycle, mm. uh, as I'll talk about in, a, in an upcoming video, but I put it all back on, just editing. Yes. The thing is about editing, it takes a lot of time and energy. You spend lots of time in rooms like this, mm. hunched over a laptop, eating things, and uh, yeah, it's the ultimate way to put on weight. It's the fastest way. If you want to put on weight, just edit things, mm. and it will happen. Um, I find, um, I went to the gym a little bit, but I find it does clear the head. If you're really into the, in the middle of a project, uh, that's not necessarily time sensitive. I do find that not exercise because I find exercise very boring, and I do it incredibly badly. So that's why I put on weight. But like, um, I don't like anything aerobic. I like playing a bit of soccer every now and again. But like, I like lifting weights. That's pretty easy. That's I can. That's manageable for me because mm. um, it's half an hour in and out. Fuck it. Um, and uh, <laughs> that'd now, be a great now, tagline for a gym. Yeah, a gym exactly. I'm, I'm, I should half be, an hour in and out. Fuck it. I should be a personal trainer. <laughs> but I, I do find it. Um, it does help because it gives you a bit. Just gives you a bit of time away from the computer, doesn't it? It does. Unless you can have it on your lap and you can edit away with your trackpad as you 
pull, pulling wet around the, the gaff. Exactly. No, I, I really <laughs> should do something about it. And the second crisis I've faced this week is one of my family members, my, my great uncle. Mm. Um, he recently, some someone, a friend of his, showed me my showed him my YouTube channel. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he's from the 1930s. Things were a little bit different back then. But he, <laughs> he had a field day. He was furious. He right. of swearing. In my video, oh, really? like, what is this? Swearing, I thought, I thought, oh my goodness. It was I like, thought he was going to have rather aggressive uh, views of the Japanese. Sorry, I thought he was, <laughs> I'm not watching this. <laughs> or my weight. Oh, yeah, um, but no, no, apparently I swear too much in my videos. Right. I'm a terrible ne- great nephew. You're, you're, um, swear, you're swearing is so minimal. Recently, to a lot of the internet. I, I don't understand why, and it is mainly those across the pond, let's say, uh, who um, don't hear you know, swearing in their lives. They need more swearing in their lives. Well, yeah, American people are always a lot more shocked by swearing, mm. I find. A lot of people who are critical of my swearing are mostly American viewers. Maybe um, you need to use the swear words that we're allowed to use that they, uh, sorry, that we're not allowed to use, but they're allowed to use, like wanker or oh, yeah. bollocks. I've seen like a Newcastle Brown advert on television in America where you said, but where it just says bollocks. I was like, that's a rude word. Well, you can't be is, saying that on the telly. I play by the rules of Japan. Mm. Over in Japan, they use oh. the word fuck for Christmas sales. Remember the Christmas fucking sale <laughs> yes. in Osaka a years ago? Oh, crazy. that wrestling, uh, that wrestling I went to. Taka is coming, motherfucker. <laughs> they play I'm by a different, a different set of rules there. <laughs> and those are the rules I abide by. So mm. I won't be stopping my swearing. I've noticed I've sworn less over the years as yeah. time has gone on because... You know, just as, you, as as your YouTube channel increases, you find you become more consciously aware of such things. Yeah. And I need to start pushing back against that. Stop. And Look, I've just started my YouTube journey, putting that little video up. Travel I'm, clickbait. Stop. How many views and subscribers Travel have you got clickbait. now? I don't know. Let's have a, let's have a for those of you that missed it, Pete recently came to Japan for two weeks. He set up his own YouTube channel, Travel Clickbait Farts. Never going to use again. Uh, and the last time I checked, you had 1,400 subscribers and 17,000 views. Right. What okay. is it at now? I imagine it's probably the same. Oh, we're at 20k views, 20k views. Wow, so 20,000 right, views now. Yeah. So yeah, oh. subscribe, 2,000 subscribers. Really? It's gone up 600 people. Apparently Blimey. so, yeah. And I yet mean, again, as I'd like to point out, it took me about 18 months to get 2,000 subscribers when I started out. So you've been fast-tracked uh, to, the, to the very top. What? Of... By, by the impresario, by the, the little <laughs> mogul that I've got. Um, and that is uh, Chris Broad. Um, I like the fact that all of the rest of the videos are like my old show reel from 2015, um, a video of me trying to balance bottles yeah, don't, of bottles don't on people's heads. Subscribe to Pete's YouTube channel. But if you do want to see it, what's it called? 60 Things to Do in Tokyo or something? Yeah, uh, 60 Things to Look at in Japan and go, oh, at for a bit. But all the rest is of the videos actually are the title. That is the title. That's so inconvenient. <laughs> just type in 60 Things to Do Japan and his videos should come up. It's well, not just, a bad video, to be just fair. Just find it's Trackle, funny. Travel Click Biffer, all on the iPhone um, X. Oh, all filmed on the iPhone. Why did you say that? I don't know. Giggly. It's all from the iPhone because uh, you travel bloggers have got you blog boys you and girls that, have you? got like have got some nice. I use uh, this for some videos. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Anyway, today we've come before you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to talk about twelve things we wish we'd knew about Japan before going. Which oh, is a good, really well. It's a good job we're filming this because this could work as a like a little introduction to the actual podcast. We've got pew, number twelve, pew, number eleven, pew, number ten. We could do. We, are we filming this? Yeah, we are. Oh, shit. Put your top back on, you pervert. <laughs> I need to sort my face. The good thing is, because it's a high angle yeah. lens, fit. Fit. Right? That was part fit. of the problem with the recent video, me looking fat. Lots of the angles are quite low. I imagine your wrists and your um, right arm is probably quite muscular because obviously the, the, the DSLR is quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah, you have to be yeah. pretty strong to hold a bloody camera and film yourself. And that was one of the things I journey across Japan. If I wasn't cycling <laughs> many kilometres a day, I was bloody holding a camera like this. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it does take a fair bit of strength. Yeah. Very strong. Go. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about things we wish we knew 
about Japan before going. I wish there was an easier way to phrase that awkward sentence. Um, Twelve things you need to know before going to Japan perfect. by Chris and Pete. And a tourist and a person who lives there. <laughs> hopefully, some of the things we're going to talk about you'll will kind of help you. Um, if you're going to Japan anytime soon, yes. hopefully it'll save you an awkward situation or two, something going wrong. Mm. Um, and my first one, I've kind of I like to think we've kind of ordered these in almost chronological order of mm. your trip if you're going to Japan. The yeah. first one, my first one, I've got six, Pete's got six. My first one is try and avoid flying into Narita Airport. Mm. Um, there's two airports that service Tokyo. Tokyo, uh, Haneda, and Tokyo, Narita. Narita, uh, actually, Haneda's really close, and that's the one I recommend. It's a brilliant airport. It's quite nice and shiny and brilliant. 20-minute taxi, 20 minute ride taxi. Into, into town. Well, Easy. There's, there's a, like a, a monorail as well mm. that goes straight there into Tokyo. 20 minutes, mm. beautiful, love it. And then there's Narita, which takes about three days trek to get to and from I hate it mm. um, it's not a very nice looking airport either it's an hour and a quarter from Shinjuku I want to say but even then it's patchy it's, patchy it's the main reason I don't like Narita is just the distance mm. you know if, but, especially but, if you're flying in Japan odds are you're going to be tired mm. jet lagged pretty grumpy mm. I <laughs> I, you know I can't stand it I remember just arriving just I want to sleep somewhere I want to die but no but you've you got can... two hours fumbling through Tokyo Fumbling through the countryside on various trains to mm. try and get into Tokyo. It's horrible. I hate it. But you can rely on the trains in Japan, so there's that. So it's not like the Heathrow Express or the Gatwick Express or the Luton Shuttle. Oh, do you speak ill of the Heathrow Express? I do like the Heathrow Express. It's um, good. But uh, another reason to avoid Narita or uh, incentive to visit Narita is, of course, the uh, the Japanese TV show You Are Nani Shinihoya. What is that? Why have you come to Japan? They often <laughs> right. stand around the arrivals lounge at Narita, at Narita right. filming foreign people coming in. And they interrogate them. What are you doing? Why are you here? Ah. And if you give them an interesting answer, mm. they'll follow you on your journey around Japan or doing whatever you're doing. That is rude. And I was, I was, I, I, want, in, I want some buns for that. I want some yen for that. It'd be great if you were on it. I mean, I've, I've not been in it directly. I've been in it indirectly um, because a few people have turned up and they've said, "What are you doing?" And there was a German guy who had come to Japan to do the <laughs> Wanko Soba noodle chat. I've got a phrase oh, really? carefully. Yeah. Wanko Soba. Nobody's eating those noodles. Like a sober noodle challenge yeah. uh, in Morioka, where you have to eat like a staggering amount of noodles, a hundred right. bowls of noodles. You just, he's, he's a competitive eater. He's come to. He's a competitive eater. He's come to Narita, and now he's going to eat some noodles. Boop. I think he's just a normal German person. He's just a normal German person. Yeah, just a nice, nice German lad. He fancied to eat some noodles, and he's. They said, <laughs> "Why have you come here? How do you know about the noodles? That's mental." And they went, mm. "Oh, I saw born Japan." Uh, and they played a clip of the video. I see. Uh, so I've been on it indirectly, and if you come to Narita, there's a chance. I know quite a few people that have ended up on it. Right. Okay. You'll come through, and if you see a TV crew standing there mm. leering at you. If you want to be on TV in Japan, mm. if that's the first thing you want to do when you arrive in Japan, go and talk to them. I think I've been on one of those um, shows. Is um, I was in um, Akihabara. I think I told you I was in Super Potato, the video game shop, and uh, I was with a TV presenter in the UK uh, called Alex Zane, who's um, relatively well known over here. Uh, but no one knows who he is. So I've met Alex Zane directly as well because <laughs> I've been on his TV show Ruchi. So he, um, oh, that's right. Yes, that is he true. Featured me on uh, his TV show in the UK. And so he, and so me and him um, were, were were not doorstep, but we, this woman wanted to talk to us about what we were doing in Japan. Similar sort of thing. It was Halloween, so I had a carrier bag full of costumes, uh, and my main costume was Minnie Mouse. And she was going, Minnie Mouse, that's that's a lady's costume. And I, yes, sexy. Yes, well, did I you say in that sort of sly, creepy voice? Yes, sexy death. Yes, yes, sexy death. Hi, sexy, sexy death. Yes. Oh dear. So yeah, um, so I, I again. But the thing is, you're on these shows, and you don't know how to actually access them. You don't know what ch- channel they're from, what station they're from. 
Exactly. No, exactly. Mm. I've, been, I've, I've been on Japanese TV a few, a fair few times now mm. over the years, and I never know where it is. No. <laughs> I'll be like, this is on Mezumashi Terebi. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, weren't you on a panda television? I remember it was very early in the morning. Was I on a, a panda television? Was there a panda or pet TV panda or something? I shouldn't recall. No. Uh, are you a YouTuber? That guy. Oh, that, that was Mesmash Terebi. That oh, was, right, I yeah. think it was Fuji TV or something. Oh, okay, or yes, that's right. Fuji. I don't know why I've concatenated my brand yeah. Fuji with panda. Don't get that. No. There you go. Never mind. Hey, what's the uh, what's your first thing, though, Pete? Toilets, guys. Toilets. First things first. I was going to chime in with the um, airport thing. Uh, Kokonai is quite a good word to use. Um, uh, Kokonai, like as in, um, what do you call it when you get a, in between, the, in, in, in a country flight, a... Not terrestrial. What do you call it? If you get a flight in a country, so say I was domestic flying domestic flight, Kokonai, domestic. Oh, Kokonai, Kokonai, right. uh, Tarmenaru. You do know it's, the most if you need to weird, find, if you, <laughs> random vocabulary. Yeah, because you learn something. You learn. That's how I used uh, Okisugiru. Too much. Too these many. These are words that you really don't need to use. Yeah, I know, but it's useful Kokonai. if you're trying to find the domestic terminal at an airport. Sometimes you can't find the domestic terminal sign, so you sort of ask, "Where's the Kokonai Tarmenaru?" Um, and then you go that. So this time round. <laughs> Toire is a really good word to know. Right. Even though you say people don't use the word toilet, I want people oh, to... Oh, no, we do. To, they, to, do. They, do. they do. They do. I, I like to be more elegant. I use oterai. Oterai. Like bathroom. Oterai. And oterai. Is, is all the honorific kind of... The, yeah, the fancy? Okay. because terai just sounds terai. like oterai. <laughs> terai. Now. I just, I just, I, even now. in English, in English, I don't know, like, where's the toilet? Yeah. Like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. Where's the rest exactly. of the facilities? Exactly. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, that's they're good words to learn, but also um, the, the kanji on the door as well. We've spoken about this before, but um, try and at least learn the boy one, uh, which is... <laughs> Um, rice field and power together means man. What if you don't know what the kanji for rice field or power looks like? Uh, it looks like uh, the um, side of a Battenberg cake. Because there's a video, you can actually put it on screen. It's again? This is a video, isn't it? It's in the video. Wait, I thought well, it was video. Oh, we put it screen? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's we do it. Put it on screen. Overlay. Put it on screen now. Boy. Did you Girl. enjoy that? Was that beautifully put together by presumably Chris? Because <laughs> if I get my hands on it, it's going to look terrible. And if you just listen to this, just type in woman kanji or men woman kanji. toilet um, <laughs> woman japan and, toilet and it might lead to some precarious situations <laughs> but those are the two kanji yes. characters you need to know because if you go into a toilet in a japanese restaurant or bar often mm. they are just in japanese characters you if do. you don't know the character for male and female you're fucked and also in small um bars and restaurants and stuff there's only one toilet there isn't a girl or a boy mm. one i mean so. that's, that makes it a lot easier but uh, mm. i know i've i remember I've, I've at least walked in the female toilets by accident Oh, I did that. Thrice. I did that in, in a hub years. about three months ago when I was back out <laughs> three in months ago. Exactly three I months thought, ago. I thought you knew the characters. Yeah, but I just want you no know, because in the hub they've got like an old Victorian gentleman who looks <laughs> a bit like a dandy, a look like a bit like a girl, um, a bit like a Victorian dandy, and and a woman. I was like, oh, and a woman came in. I was like, oh, chigai mas mistake. Oh, chigai mas kokunai kokunai this hentai. <laughs> and then die and did the hands. I oh dear. Do any of those things. Yeah, learn those characters yeah. and things won't go wrong. Um, and you won't go to prison for going in the wrong toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what a great reason to go mm. to prison. Uh, the third point. Uh, so, narrator airport, avoid that. Mm. Learn the kanji for doors. Second, third, um, people do understand English words. I wish I'd known this, but right. what you find is most Japanese people do actually know English words. Yes. The bit where Japanese people go wrong is grammar. Yeah. And that's they what they get stressed are, out about, they isn't get it? get stressed about grammar, mm. they panic. You'll, you'll find if you can just say an individual word, yeah. right, you'll be fine. Mm. So you didn't need to know the word kokunai means domestic. You can right. just say, oh, domestic. And they'll yeah. probably go, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. If you go, I want to go to the domestic flight, they'll be like, whoa, oh my God. Oh. But also, don't just be afraid. Just say individual words. Don't be afraid to put a really heavy Japanese accent on as well. It may seem a little racist and it may seem a little like Englishman abroad going, 
Dos cerveza por favor. <laughs> Um, but it, but it does help. It does help because you, you, you end the holiday up and you're like, I've just spent the or two weeks just sort of going, you know, computer, <laughs> iron, like just saying, well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Iron. but these words are borrowed iron. words so that that's how they understand them. So don't be afraid to put a heavy Japanese accent on because it does help a little bit. I'd love to make that into a video, just you walking around <laughs> Japan trying to sound Japanese by Saka. putting an accent on. Saka. Um, yeah, Saka. no. Um, Shigotowa, radio no DJ. <laughs> Not even close. No. Radio. Radio. I said radio, didn't I? You said radio, didn't you? No, I said radio. All right. Radio, not DJ. DJ have the radio. That would work. People know what you're saying. (laughs) I think you're mental. Um, But yeah, no, um, because Japanese students learn thousands of words, thousands of vocabulary, they're pretty good at memorising vocabulary. When I used Mm. to work as a teacher, you would find they would nail like memorisation tests for vocabulary. Yeah. The bit where it all went to shit was grammar and yeah. So if you are in a sticky situation Mm. in Japan, uh, and the language barriers in the way. Just try and say the individual word. Yeah. Uh, try and say the individual. Same with taxis. You know, if you get in a taxi, oh, Shinjuku. Don't go. Mm. Hi there. I want to go to Shinjuku. Yeah. They're, they're not going to understand what you're saying. If you just go, ah, oh, Shinjuku. Yeah. Please. And Fine, and, no and most and most taxis, I just go. Uh, I just pick a tube station close to it, and they just yeah. say, it, and then uh, Shibuya Eki. Absolutely. Because they because. There's no point in trying to find it by the... I know you're getting a taxi, but as long as you don't have too much stuff to carry, just choose a tube station. There are tube stations everywhere. So just pick the closest one. Absolutely. I've, I've had problems with taxi drivers. If you try and tell them the exact place you want to yeah. go, it gets awkward. One time I got out the train at Tokyo Station. I was getting, in, I got in a taxi and I was trying to get to some office building somewhere for a meeting. Mm. And I told him and he just he pulled over the taxi just outside the station. And we were there at least 20 minutes. <laughs> And he kept typing. He didn't know what he was doing with the screen. Yeah. He kept typing the address. And instead of hitting enter, he, he kept hitting delete for some reason. Right. And he had to start all over again. Oh, he did it at least four or five mate. times. Literally wanted to get out of the taxi, but you can't in Japan because the doors are automated. Oh, right? nuts. Bloody automated doors. <laughs> um, a lot of time for that. There you go. Enjoyable. Um, but if you're not getting a taxi, there is an alternative. And I believe that's your next point, Pete. Point number yes. four. Get on the train, get on the tube. Uh, certainly in Tokyo and Osaka and the big cities, um, the public transport is second to none and it's very easy to use. Um, but uh, just remember that some of the train carriages, some of the metro uh, carriages are women only. Uh, just have a have a look around. There's a lot of pink around. There's a little sign saying women only. Oh, my God, get out. Well, actually, the, the women-only signs are in pink, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, um, so it's like a kind of women's only carriage because men can't fucking help uh, themselves. <laughs> I, when I, wish, I wish I'd known this because mm. I, uh, I, more than once I've got on a carriage and mm. it's been, I remember going on and it was uh, a woman-only carriage. I didn't see that. I didn't read. I'm not very good. I'm not very good at looking around <laughs> at my surroundings. I just do things. Mm. So I got on the train and everyone was looking at me, which is fairly, actually happens quite often in Japan <laughs> if you're a foreigner. But everyone was looking at me especially angry. Right. And I realised everyone that was looking at me was a woman. Ah. Uh, and basically I'd got on the woman-only women only carriage. <laughs> so just me with like a rucksack surrounded by 40 women. You could have A said dream scenario my... to some people. But, uh... uh literally the start of many videos I've seen in, in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Japan. Uh, yeah, Japan. Uh, just, just to say your back is a lady. My back's <laughs> a lady, so have some respect. But uh... yeah, bear that in mind. Um, before you get on a train, look at the ground. It kind of tells you if it's a yeah. woman-only carriage or not, or on the side of the train. Mm. And that will save you looking like a sleazy foreigner yeah. coming on. Fundamentally, a sad indictment of Japanese men. Let's yeah, very clear. well, I mean, the reason it happened is because there's a lot of um, a lot of sexual harassment goes on. Chikan, chikan. Yep, chikan. Um, it's a pretty big problem. Japan's worst problem, potentially, um, in terms of sexual harassment. Mm. I think. I don't think I've ever met a single person who's a female that hasn't had some unpleasant 
experience in Japan. Mm. Most of my female friends could re- t- like regale something. Even if it's just something mild, you know, just Isn't... being touched gently, yeah. you know, mm. weirdly. And I, 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 you can see how it happens. If you go on a train in Tokyo in rush hour, right, as I did the other day just before I was coming to London, mm. um, it's horrific. There's mm. certain times a day they have to force people on with a yep. stick. Because the train carriages are so mm. rammed full of people. I mean, you can see why it happens, as in, uh, you can see why people think they can get away with it. Well, yeah, because you're, you're like yeah. that and your arms are like that. And you can't escape. And you, can't no, move, yeah. you can't put your hand in your pocket or into yeah. your bag or do anything. Mm. But someone with a sneaky hand can just come up, touch you from mm. the other side of the carriage, and you won't know where their arm's coming from or who did it. Uh, just Mr. because Tickle. you're surrounded by about 50 people. Mr. Tickle. Mr. Tickle from the uh, Mr. Who, Men books. In 2019, his little, his little caper, his little hustle. Uh, Ticks on a bit of a ticks on a bit of a dark edge, I would say. I don't think you get away with that kind of behaviour. Defamation but, uh, against Mr. Tickle. He's just he's got long arms for a reason, and uh, I'm not having it. Yes, <laughs> but uh, to pay to put money on your Passmore card or to pay for your train ticket, what do you need, Chris? Cash, cash, lots of money. cash, dirty cash. I don't look at my camera. How dare Sorry, you? I, don't even my... well, I don't have a camera. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there I've, you got, go. I've got my own camera. Dare you infringe on my camera? Dirty cash. That's a good point. Um, yes, the next point, point number five, is Japan is a cash-based society. Mm. Do bring lots of cash. Most people in Japan do carry about five hundred dollars worth of cash on them. If I go like this, can you make money um, rain down on my camera? Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash. That's a strike. Copyright strike. It was accurate. My singing. Dirty cash, I need you. Whoa, money talks. Money talks. Is that right? I well, when it comes to editing this video, I'll decide whether or not that, that sequence warranted <laughs> a, an overlay of cash raining down upon you. Ah, I'm covered in yen. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, Japan is a cash-based society. Lots of words now. Mm. Um, many, many other times that I've 
arrived somewhere and tried to pay with a card and not been able to. And yep. you should always have at least $200 on you at any time. Mm. If you run out of cash, um, go to a convenience store. Don't go to a bank. Don't go looking for banks because lots of Japan, it, lots of banks in Japan don't take like MasterCard or Visa or whatever. Right. Just go to like a 7-Eleven yep. and those ATMs always do work. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it's cash-based. It's really behind. Like in, in the UK... And most of the world, we we just pay by tapping cards these days. Yes, it's fun, isn't it? it it's Get your card out, beep, fun. done. I've spent Except my money. My uh, Amex is has been used so frequently, uh, it's actually stopped working. <laughs> the beep, the beep, beep stopped working, which is very upsetting. Oh my god! So that would never happen in cash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite a problem. I I've had problems where I've gone to a restaurant, had mm. no money or not enough money, the card didn't work, and I've had to like run out to an ATM and get some cash. So yeah, yeah always carry some cash on you. Yeah. Be safe. Um, if if you're going on holiday and you think, oh, I'll just get this amount of money and I'll I'll if I if I run out, I'll go to the cash point. I'll run to the Seven Eleven, um, which historically was the only cash machine that actually worked mm. for foreigners. Uh, but I think Family Mart started doing it a decent one as well. Uh, but uh, oh, you you are going to need that cash, so just <laughs> get it out. Need that cash. You are going to need that cash, so just take out twice as much as you well, think. You I need. think the weirdest thing I remember when I just saw my friend's wallets opening up and there's a, a wad of cash in mm. there. The first few years. I was amazed because in the UK, most people don't carry a great deal of cash. No. I think I only ever carried like five pounds oh, in so my wallet. Honestly, if you go to most, if you go to, I've got, because um, I, I got a tattoo recently, I bought, so it's a, that's kind of a cash business um, for various nefarious reasons you'd imagine. Um, but I've got a lot of cash in my house and I can't remember the last time I've been able to use it. Most, I went to go buy an ice cream don't with tell a £10 note. Thousands of thousands of people, your house is full of cash. <laughs> Mate, look, if you can break in, you can have it. It's fine. Um, that's not legally binding. If you can get over the, not legally binding. the empty beer cans exactly, and yeah, pot yeah. noodles. Don't actually drink it at home. And make so it to that's, the cash. That's inaccurate, Chris. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I tried to buy an ice cream with a ten, $10 note, and they went, no, sorry, just card only. Shit. I don't know what what are the money launderers going to do? What are the drug dealers going to do? How are they going to get rid of their money? Well, there was a problem um, where when the tsunami hit, mm. a lot of cash got swept away with the houses, right? Because entire houses, entire mm. towns got swashed away by the tsunami in right. 2011. And a lot of cash went with it because there's a lot of people right. keep their cash in their house under yes. their bed. And it kind of shows you the vulnerability of having cash mm. to some extent. Um, but yeah, I just can't believe people carry $500 around with them. Oh, yeah, Pickpockets yeah. pick dream. But luckily, yeah. Japan doesn't really have any pickpockets of... Very rarely hear about it. So Not really, no. You can be safe. I was with a mate who um, had a wallet that had um, three prophylactics in it. And he is a man who is a father of one. Um, and he, why he seems sees fit to carry three condoms in his, in his wallet, <laughs> I do not know. So, yeah. Is that how the I was just story surprised just ends that's all. There, He's not it? a sexy man. He's not a man who's Brilliant. really sexy. Brilliant. He doesn't strike me as being the world's sexiest man. So, like, why had three? I, I, I've never carried condoms around in my pocket. Um, unless it's of a, of a time, like Turning not during the day. With Pete, this not during the day, in the evening, maybe. I don't right. know. Maybe you should. I mean, you should. It's very much the, the male's responsibility. But if there's ever a chance of it, I've always got one on me. That's all I'm saying, guys. All right. I choose not Where's to discuss this turned into? my habits of everything like that. <laughs> or where I keep my cash in my apartment. Does not use a prophylactic. Disgusting, Chris. <laughs> Spreading your filth around. Um, Noodles. Speaking of little dirty noodles. Yes, point number six. <laughs> oh, God. Slurping noodles is okay. Um, yes. I, the first day in Japan mm. ever, yeah. I had ramen with my friend, mm. uh, Dan. He showed me around. Right. And yeah, everyone was slurping noodles. Just What's get going on there? Big old slurp. Hey, slurp. Slurp a kind of, it's, it's weird because you think, oh, Japan, they're very good about this sort of thing. Mm. You think, oh, they'd be nice. But they're kind of very 
unpleasantly noisy about it. And it like, works because it it, it it cools down. It does, the noodles. but yeah, you got to go like that. And I apologise, people. You guys listening with headphones probably heard ASMR, that baby. in your ears, but uh, mm. that's what it's like if you go to a ramen shop anywhere in yeah. Japan. It's okay to slurp. If you don't slurp, you find it's actually a little bit tricky to eat. Usually, you, you find yourself kind of just kind of scooping them in, and I'm terrible with chopsticks. The yeah, yeah, time, just getting them, really them right. like, in front of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse, if anything. It, it gets really hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, slurp noodles. That's that's the point there. I reckon that helps splashes as well. Splashes. Yeah, because if a, if a little mm. bit of uh, sauce, a little bit of ramen sauce, a little bit of um, soup gets on your top, it's very upsetting. Very, very upsetting. Upset, very upsetting. Upset. Oh dear. And um, and let's not um, forget that uh, once you finish your noodles, tipping. You don't need to tip, guys. You just walk away. It's fine. They will chase you down the street. Don't tip. This is a great thing about Japan. Mm. Um, and certainly I, I appreciate more when I travel abroad to places like the UK. That's the only place I've travelled recently. <laughs> where we do pay a tip of about 12%. I think mm. in America it's 20% mm. plus. It's a lot yep. of tipping going on there. But in Japan, tipping hasn't been invented. It's brilliant. Mm. It means you can actually go out for a reasonably priced meal. Well, I presume they pay their staff uh, adequately. I don't think they do pay the Ooh. staff that much. I don't think it's a case of the staff get paid adequately, so there's no, no need for a tip. I think oh, no, no, I'm of... just saying, but I, I'd say that um, the British uh, has formalised that we, we never used to tip quite so hard. Now it's just accepted that it's on the bill, um, and I believe a lot of unscrupulous companies just um, put everything in a pot and share it out and take 10% and stuff like that. So it's it's all just... I don't like the pot it, method. It, well, See, I, bollocks, as someone bollocks. that waited as a waiter, yeah. I got tips and we had to put it in the pot. And then we had to share the, the tip earnings mm. with the other staff who hadn't worked quite as hard as I had. Mm. Um, so I was, Bollocks. I was against the, the, the pot tip. But then what if you work um, back of house? What if you work um, cooking the food, actually oh, creating the food? Should, yeah, but that, that's you should be earning more money. Yes. And the waiters should just be taking all the tips. Because <laughs> I'm the waiter, I'm not a chef, so yeah, I deserve okay, more right. tips. Okay, fair dues. But yeah, fair tipping dues. isn't a thing in Japan. Don't worry about it. Don't feel inclined to tip. Mm. Um, if you do do it, it's just a little bit awkward because mm. people will be like, why are you tipping me? What's going on? Mm. Um, and also, I think uh, in Japan, it, it just kind of makes them feel uncomfortable because it feels like you're judging their service quality. In Japan, right. people have to give their 110% every day at work, no matter what they're doing. Maybe they're a train driver, maybe they work at a restaurant, maybe they're flying a plane. Mm. Uh, I don't know why those are the three professions <laughs> that came to mind. Um, but uh, people give it their all every day. Mm. And so they don't need to feel like they're being judged by having a tip. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's because Japan's service quality is good because people are less human, more like robots. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> I thought that was going to be ultimately very complimentary, but it didn't turn out that way in the slightest. <laughs> no, like people give a consistently great service quality, but yeah. you can't really have small talk very often. Small yeah. talk, is it just doesn't happen that much in yeah. service quality there. Um, people just deliver a good service quality and then they go on with it. Mm. It's quite robotic, but it's efficient. And yeah, there's no need to tip. Lovely. Save your pennies. Save them pennies. On something else. Yeah. Like footwear, which is our next point. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, when you go for a bit of food, uh, occasionally a little drinky drink, um, you um, frequently have to be asked, or don't have to be asked, you frequently find yourself in a situation where you have to take your shoes off. So if you've got those weird strappy boys, uh, big booties uh, that go up to your knee, uh, that take ages, or maybe some um, Roman sandals. Yeah. <laughs> like like tape all over your leg, um, you're going to have trouble getting them off, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is another thing I wish I'd known before going to Japan because mm. I had some nice Timberland boots right. to try and impress people. So <laughs> splash big. I think they were like £60. Wow. wow. Big money. Um, on some lovely boots. And then every time I went out for a meal or went into like a public office mm. or did anything, I had to take my boots <laughs> off and it took about 45 <laughs> minutes to do that. 
whilst everyone's going and having fun, yeah. I'm still there by the doorway getting my fucking boots on. <laughs> so don't wear big silly boots. No. Just have some nice trainers. Use Velcro. Be cool. Really? No, don't use Velcro. Don't use Velcro. Don't use. Just paint the feet. Just paint the shoes. I remember, I remember the days off. when I was seven and Velcro was good. Um, I'm trying to think what I use in, in Velcro. It's just bags now, isn't it? Velcro. The only time I used Velcro recently was doing a blood pressure test. Oh, yes. Yeah. High how blood pressure. Your, how high is your blood pressure? pressure? you got high blood pressure. I'm fat, aren't I? Oh, I'm fat, Pete, so I've got high blood pressure. Me. Anyway. Get uh, some statins. And if you wear boots in Japan, have to take them off every day four or five times, you'll have high blood pressure too. So that's <laughs> a nice, easy to slip on trainers. Yeah. Next thing, though, Uber is Uber. a thing. Um, we should have probably put this in when we're talking about taxes. But mm. yes, lots of people talk to me about going into Japan, going to Tokyo and using Uber. Uber hasn't really been invented in Japan yet. It's there, but it's only for really expensive Uber. Um, yeah, they call it Uber Black yeah. service, right? Um, I think they're trying to roll out taxi hailing services in, in Japan. Mm. Um, that would be very useful, be in, more remo- useful. in more remote areas as well. But there are a lot more taxes in Japan than any other place I've ever been in the world. Like yeah. if you go to any station... Uh, you know, Sendai Station had at least 100 taxis out the front of it any hugely. time of day. Yeah. Um, hugely. 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 Uh, that would be a great t-shirt. Hugely. Hugely, with your face on it. Uh, or my face. Your face, Because I'm fat. You ain't. Um, your face, but I'm fat, fat boy. <laughs> For toy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Uber isn't a thing. Don't go to Japan expecting to have Uber. Go to Japan expecting to spend lots and lots of money on taxis. <laughs> taxis with great service. And they wear taxis. gloves. They wear gloves. They wear gloves. They've got doilies. The doors, um, the open, doors themselves. open themselves. Make sure you remember that because uh, that can cause all sorts of problems. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think it's because you don't have to touch the door of the taxi, which is inherently dirty because you're driving around town all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I, I got a, a cab earlier to come here and I was waiting for the door to open. Oh, and I was right. like, why isn't the door opening? Why let me? Oh, yeah, you do it yourself here, oh. like every other country in the world. Yeah, it's like Alan um, Partridge, yeah, where he was um, stuck in his travel tavern and he went to a friend's house and tried to dial an outside line. He was like, I was driving, I was dialing an outside line, Lynn. <laughs> I was pressing nine, Lynn. Oh, Alan Partridge. Never mind. Beautiful. Never uh, mind. But no, um, bear that in mind. Uber's mm. not a thing. Taxis are incredibly expensive. Yes. Probably try and avoid them. The only time I recommend using them is if you've got loads of luggage. Yes. Together, so. And uh, you can, and in every boot, the driver, the taxi driver, always has a little brolly for himself, which is very adorable. Yeah, there's not a single boot. I've had a taxi driver who's let me just have the have umbrella. A yeah, they just let me have it. Nice. They're tipping it down. They let. They, I got my bags out, and then they just gave me an umbrella. Oh, mate. So sometimes when you're spending a million dollars on a Japanese taxi, <laughs> you, you get, get a free it. umbrella. You get a free D, three three a free three dollar uh, three three seven, dollars seven eleven uh, umbrella. But of course, like I mean, we talk about Uber not being a thing. Actually, um, finding. A way of actually accessing the Uber app is actually sometimes quite difficult. Uh, Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi is just not a thing. And this is point number 10. Public mm. Wi-Fi is rare in Japan. Um, Japan does have very good high-speed internet, mm. but it can be quite rare if it's not in your apartment. You know, if mm. you're going around town, it's not. It's just not there. No. And it's, it really is quite annoying. I've had lots of instances where I've needed it. I actually have to... There's been times where I've making a video on the go, right? Right. I'm trying to put it up on YouTube. It's videos sometimes are like two gigabytes. Yeah. Um, which I can't do over my phone. So I, I have to go and f- go somewhere like Starbucks. <laughs> and if you need the Wi-Fi quickly, yeah. just go to Starbucks. Right. They're, they're and, there. and for some reason, I think Japan is the most Starbucks in the world after America, potentially. Well, we looked at the big one now, the big boy. We um, did look at the world's biggest Starbucks. Good Lord. Nakano, that was huge. Uh, in Nakano Broadway. Nakano, no, it's not, is it? Is Shit, it? where is it? Oh. Nakano, Nakano. Bollocks. What's is it, it not Nakamegaro? Nakamegaro. Nakamegaro. Oh, there yay. you go. 
Yes, biggest one in the world. But no, there's Huge. a lot of Starbucks in Japan. Mm. Go in, grab a Americano. Stand outside. And <laughs> leech off it. Break all the rules. Break all steal the rules. The, yeah, steal, steal the Wi-Fi. Stealing public Wi-Fi. Come on. Don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. These big corporations don't pay any tax, so I'm going to steal their Wi-Fi, yeah, quite point, frankly. Fair point. But yeah, be aware of that. Public Wi-Fi isn't a thing. Mm. A lot of people, like Pete, do grab a Wi-Fi dongle. Get Wi-Fi dongle, though. Increasingly, I am just getting a, uh, making sure I've got an unlocked phone. and cause it's Or, a, or a, a map of Starbucks, bro. Or a map of Starbucks. Which stand out the front of and steal public Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. But every every airport in Japan uh, comes with a shop that sells like SIM cards and Wi-Fi. Yeah, so. exactly. Or, or you can at least rent them. And they're very easy to return as well. They give you a little envelope. You pop them in, pop them in any post box, and you are golden. Do it. If you're coming yeah. for two, at least, you know, if you're coming for two weeks, Highly recommend getting one. Last two, Chris. Last two. Um, smoking indoors. I wish I'd known this mm. as an asthmatic. Smoking <laughs> indoors is common in bars and restaurants. If you don't like smoking uh, just because it smells horrible, then mm. you're in for a nasty shock because most places do allow smoking indoors still. I'm talking bars and restaurants. Yeah. Um, they are trying to phase it out, especially before the Olympics, um, because Japan is quite far behind the rest of the world on this. Obviously, smoking indoors was outruled in the UK many years ago. Not in Japan. <laughs> Lots of smokers still there. Um, Natsuki loves it, as yeah. we all know. Natsuki loves one his marble red. One day he'll give up. I'd, yeah, mm. I wouldn't get too optimistic there. But <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't like smoking, um, they, they, most places do have segregation: mm. smoking, non-smoking. And actually, the first thing you'll be asked when you go in is, uh, "Do you want smoking or non-smoking?" Right. So okay. You can... What's the word for smoking? Oh, don't put me on the spot. It's it's kien. Kien. I need mm. to check this because I always get mixed up. This is one of the things I've got I, over seven years. Yeah. I keep. Failing to remember if it's kien or kitsuem. Right. There's okay. two words. They sound quite similar. Because I thought um, smoke. Was, uh, I always said that smoke smoking was was it kufo or fuko? <laughs> fuku is clothes, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or fubu. I forget. I forget. Fubu was that old. Um... All right. So kitsuem. Kitsuem is smoking. Kitsuem. Ah. Kitsuem. And kien is smoking. Ah. What? Which one's smoking? Which one's oh, not smoking? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> is, so you, this, said you said both of them were smoking. You said both of them were smoking. Kien. It's quite difficult to say. It's K I N E N. Kien. K I N. Abstaining from smoking. No smoking. Kitsuen is smoking. Kien. No smoking. How are you going to remember that? What mnemonic? What name are you going to use? Kien. Kien and Kel. Yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. So remember, Kien and Kel. Kien doesn't like smoking. Yeah, okay. And they will say Kien or Kitsuen when you walk in. You just say, oh, yeah, Kien. Unless you like smoking. Kitsuen it is. Get involved. And the last point is. And this is completely random. You can buy almost anything at a 100 yen store. Find a 100 yen store. You can buy the aforementioned proper prophylactics, you'd imagine. <laughs> or you could buy a toilet brush. Or you could buy a handle for your carrier bag. I think you could buy nearly everything we've mentioned on this list in this video. Oh, massively. At some point. Yeah, 100 yen stores, um, which equates to about a dollar, I believe. Mm, uh, yeah. In Japan, they go above and beyond, and they are brilliant. Yeah. The best one is Daiso. It's the best known one. Daiso, Lawson's right. 100 uh, is another one. Oh, they've got their own up there. But right? in the UK, we have Poundland. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. in America, what do they have? Walmart oh, is just yeah. very cheap. I don't mm. know what there is. They go for bulk, though, don't they? They go for like cash and carry kind of places, right. don't they? I think that's Costco. where they make their... So, yeah, Costco's all Yeah, in, in Japan, literally anything you want, 100 yen store. Could be mm. a notebook, could be a sense of self-worth. You could buy it there at a reasonable price, 100 yen, amazing. And it's actually, I, I, go in, I used to go into Daiso, the 100 yen store, mm. just for finding weird English. 
Right, okay, Because yeah, 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 they, yeah. they have notebooks covered in weird English Japanese. And they don't necessarily need to bother with marketing. No, they don't bother having it proofread. No. That costs money. Why bother? <laughs> it just it gives their brand a sense of esteem by putting English on it. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and then people like me come along and exploit it for videos and laughter. Yep, the circle um, of life, as the Lion King once said. <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> but yeah, do go in. And those are our things. Those are our 12 things yeah. we wish we'd known before coming to Japan. Hopefully at least one of them will save you an awkward situation or lead to some fun excitement especially the 100 yen store can I get some more money raining down on me yeah there you go there we go well technically it'd be coins wouldn't it because we don't have 100 yen ah my head (laughs) help I'm being covered in coins (laughs) you didn't really capture the the actual pain that would have accompanied the actual coins raining down you it's weird I think one coin dropped on your head is probably more painful than a handful of coins I would say that's that's a topic for next week (laughs) before that though we've got some questions um Questions. First one's from Kelly and Kyle Bull. Hello, Chris and Pete. We live in Tillensburg, Ontario, Canada. Lovely. Your videos have inspired us to plan our first trip to Japan. My husband and I are in the early stages of planning, but we're hesitant because we're a bit on the chubby side. I can relate to this. Mm. How plus-size people, specifically tourists, are regarded in Japan? How are they regarded in Japan? Would we face any discrimination or obstacles based on our size? We're looking forward to our trip, hoping that our sizes won't hinder us from enjoying Japan. Thanks, Kelly and Kyle. That's sad. They've had to think about that or consider that yeah. there's going to be no problems nah um, uh, maybe if anything you'll get bigger no food there yeah, probably <laughs> yeah popular Lovely. misconception about Japan everything's healthy mm. not at all <laughs> um, but yeah capsule hotels that's the only problem you might have yeah but I mean, there's capsules I've had my feet sticking out the end although that's less to do with weight and more to do with height they're uncomfortable at the best of times so unless you're going to do that not fun getting it. into yeah you won't have any issues um, obviously uh, in the past, I've mentioned that I did have issues when I put on a bit of weight when I was working there. Mm. When I There's a video called Don't Get Fat in Japan. It's almost mm. got 2 million views. It's one of the better videos on the Abroad in Japan channel, which I recommend <laughs> checking out. But I talked about how when I was working as an English teacher, friends, colleagues, students, everyone came and made it well known to me that I'd put on a bit of weight in my second year. Right. I, put, I think I must have put on like not even that much, like 10 kilograms or mm. something. Right, that's quite a lot. People notice. But yeah, it's a no- it was a noticeable amount. And right. literally every day, a dozen, two dozen people would prod me in the stomach and be like, oh, you're fat. But and they're familiar. Like, oh, they know you. Great. So like... <laughs> yeah, but still, around. like, yeah, it's not... you wouldn't do that in the UK. No, we'd be like, oh, how you doing, Pete? Oh, you're fat now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, look at you. Um, we wouldn't do that. We'd just see that as kind of very rude. Yes, and in rude. Japan, they don't care. They kind of see it as being for your own benefit to let you know that you've put on weight. Oh, it's, really? Okay. It's very rare to actually see people in Japan who are overweight mm. or rare by the standards of the West. Mm. Um, yeah, people there are very fit. I don't know how they do it. I've still got to work that one out, given that they don't really have a healthy diet. Mm. I think people do a lot of exercise, do a lot of walking and cycling and things like that. I like mean, that, but... yeah, but is that I do a little bit of walking and exercise, and I'm just I'm only going in one direction. Well, you're, you're, Gosh, not, you're not overweight. You're... I'm not, I am, I'm technically overweight, yeah. No, he's not. Technically, I'm, Look at yeah, him. Five foot eight. Camera, he looks fine. Five foot eight. Eleven and a half stone. Terrible. <clears throat> I'm like fourteen now. Don't make me feel. Now I feel Let's really wrestle. bad. Let's wrestle. This podcast is going to end with me crying. <laughs> That's what we wanted. My cup clicks. of coffee. Turn it into clicks, mate. And we'll get the liposuction. <laughs> Couple of grand. Come on. Let's get it sucked out here. Love your old job. Hey, Chris and Pete. I've recently made a big mistake. A couple of weeks ago when you talked about the song Hello Kitty for the first time, you made it sound like a shit song, so I didn't listen to it. And then you brought it up again in last week's episode, uh, and then uh, the curiosity uh, got the better of me, so I listened to the song, and now I actually can't stop listening to it. I swear there is some sort of drug in that song. Thanks, guys, from Tom in Sydney. (laughs) Yes, the other week we talked about cultural appropriation. Fun topic, everyone loves cultural Mm. appropriation. Uh, We talked about Hello Kitty. Yeah. Avril Lavigne. Yep. Worst song 
probably made by humans in the last <laughs> 15, 60 years. Okay. Um, it's all, you, you like it? I No, I don't like it at all. It's a song... I, I can appreciate it. People said that the music video was cultural misappropriation or something because mm. it's made Japan look bad. It wasn't really. It's just no. a rubbish video. Um, I don't know... Yeah, I'm, I, how could you possibly like it, Tom? Tom in Sydney. How can you like it? It's certainly catchy. I mean, like, is know, it? In the same way. Mina Psycho, Arigato. Kawaii. That's the opening line. Yes. Everybody, you're amazing. Love it. And Love it. It's, no. No, I hate it. Anyway, don't go and watch it. Worst song ever. Or go and watch it and agree with me that it is the worst song. One from Andy. Uh, hello, Chris and Ooh. Pete. My name is Andy. Right. I don't know why I'm so excited about Andy. Um, I hope this email finds you well and that you're both doing splendid. I love the mm. podcast and listen to it while I work. It makes me really miss Japan. I'm going to Okinawa for the first time in August to study abroad, but I have a 16-hour layover in Haneda Tokyo Airport from 8.35pm to 12.55pm the <laughs> next day. I've never been to Tokyo, and I'm wondering if you guys know of anything fun or interesting I can do or see that is relatively close to the airport. Sweet. Keep up the great work. Much love, Andy. Well, there you go, Andy. You've flown to the right airport. Mm. Earlier on, we talked about Haneda Airport being amazing and Narita mm. not. Well done. You are just 20 minutes away from Tokyo, so you should escape um, Haneda. You can go right into Tokyo. If it's 8.35pm, yeah. why not go to Shibuya, get some cans of strong zero alcohol and go in a karaoke room and just sing alone. Hugely. I mean, the tunes of Avril Lavigne. It's quite close to uh, Odaiba, isn't it? The old uh, the, 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 the Rainbow Road and stuff like that. You can pop in there. That's, that's very nice. The little lights... Uh, Get a taxi, get in there. That's, that's not quite into the centre of Tokyo. Yeah, you but can. But you might. I, nice. if, if I had that long, I would actually just go into Tokyo. Yeah. And you know, you could you could go into Tokyo, stay the night at a capsule hotel. Usually fun. You could yeah, have a lot of fun. Out. That could be a great video. Mm. Twelve hours, 12 in, hours Tokyo. in Tokyo. No, sorry, sixteen hours in Tokyo. I, I do have this layover fantasy. special. I do have this fantasy that um, I'll get hooked up with a nice flight from um, uh, from some uh, air, air, airline uh, provider and just. Fly out because I work Sunday mornings right. on the radio. Oh, sun, yes. Sorry, Sunday afternoons on the radio. I fly out Friday morning, yeah. get there Saturday. Uh, get there Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, have a day. Yeah. Fly out Sunday morning Japan time. Yeah. Get there Sunday morning England time. Yeah. So it'd be like twenty-four hours in Tokyo. 12 hours there, 12 hours back. So you could make that what video a, without needing a, to actually have all the flying bits in. Say again? You could, you could make 24 hours in Tokyo without needing to... No, oh, but, but yeah, but I want to go to Japan. Would, would <laughs> I think so you, you want to go to Japan for one day for to one make day. a video called 24 hours in Tokyo? I don't want to make a video. I just, I'm just saying it will be oh. a really easy way to get my flights paid for. Well, no, if you're doing that, you've got to film it. <laughs> That'd be a great episode. <laughs> but the thing is, you'd just be really tired. You'd just be I'd be really tired and, and I would resent the fact that I had to go back. Yeah. I'd, I'd break my visa conditions. <laughs> That would be really Slipper. quite frustrating. That would be very annoying. I, Seeing, I don't know like, why I know. From, from the airport, you can see the Tokyo skyline, right? It's <laughs> just there, but I've got to go back to London now. <laughs> there you go, Andy. Yeah. Some great ideas there on... Well, it's not real, is there? Yeah, it must be one thing. Ideas. Come on. Uh, give I said, give Andy one idea. There's, a, there's a great little... Um, there's, a, there's an art gallery in Odaiba. Uh, It'll that be has, closed at 8.35pm. Um, oh, yeah. Rubbish. All right, we'll just go on to get pissed. Go gas panic. Sorted. Get pissed. Sorted. Real job. And the last question uh, today <laughs> is from Alpha Mike. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. When I come to Japan, and if I move there, is a point? Is there a point getting a television? Or is it too expensive with not too many channels, uh, Alpha Mike? I have had a TV my entire time. I've lived in Japan seven mm. years now. Three TVs, no less. Mm. And I always have them on in the background. I love it. Right. I don't watch it. Japanese TV's 
absolutely dreadful. But <laughs> it's a great way for learning Japanese, listening right. to Japanese. Mm. And what I like is I feel like I'm in the exciting bubble of Japan. Whenever yes. I get to a hotel, when I've just arrived in Tokyo, I switch on the TV and I'm, I feel like I'm there in Japan, right? Yeah. Um, and Japanese TV doesn't really show much of the world outside Japan. Mm. Um, it's just it's just people watching people eating and going, oh, sakoi. Pretty much. Effectively. Oh, my word. Uh, so, when, yeah, Delicious. when I put it on, it's great. I feel like I'm in that little bubble of Japan. I feel like <laughs> I'm in that universe, and you will too. So get a TV, mm. have it on in the background, and then you'll... I feel like that's actually a key part of feeling like you're in Japan, having a TV on in somewhere in the background. Yeah, so, I okay. think so. I keep Definitely. it on. I don't watch it. It's just there in the background, <laughs> pumping out... Uh, Optimism and excitement into the room. Optimism with, and excitement. The words I've got Sugoi, a lot of time for that. The word Sugoi basically being repeated <laughs> 35 times every minute on Japanese TV. <sighs> That's all for now, though, guys. Keep yes. the comments, questions, stories coming into abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Mental. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.